Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis. I'm David, I'm here this week with Rob. Yes, I'm here for my sins. I've brought juice. Good. Uh, Jamie? Alright. And Alistair? Hi, I don't have any juice, unfortunately. Poor planning. Shocking. Wouldn't get that in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, now that now that all the uh, that sweet Patreon money's rolling in. Uh, unfortunately, I've only still got uh, the capacity to buy cans of Pepsi. So, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I mean, I, I come to you tonight straight from the fucking the 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 front lines of terror itself. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. I was watching Gedley stream my summer car. Oh God, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like a fucking anxiety dream. It was I'm, just I'm like... not familiar with this uh, magnum opus. Well, or whatever I, I only caught I only caught like the 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 end of the stream, but like he was he bought some shopping. He had a carrier bag full of shopping, and he was trying to ride his moped back to his house. And it was like giving me a fucking panic attack. He, he couldn't get the bag of shopping onto the bikes, on, so he had to fucking like he was. People were telling them in the chat like, "Oh, you, you've got to like do this and then lean this way to put it on the back of the." And it wouldn't go on. And it was just you know like when you have one of those dreams where you're trying to do something really not like fundamentally normal and it just won't work. And then like he's riding the riding the moped <laughs> one handed so he can hold the bag of shopping, and he couldn't find his. He had to stop to get directions, and cars were like nearly hitting him. It was just terrifying. You know what I mean? I spent spent the the like couple hours before that watching someone play an actual horror game, and it was it just couldn't compete. Quite frankly, like you know what I mean with the the existential terror of man lost on a fucking like Finnish moped with a bag of shopping. Yeah, but Jamie, that's the thing. That is that is just day to day life in Finland. I mean, that game is basically fucking the Sims, but for Finland. I, I mean, I, I can believe it. I've known some Finnish people, and they they are like they were all just like <laughs> roaring drunks. Yes. It's always like, it's oh nice yeah. To start I, the... I was just gonna say they, they were they would always tell stories like, oh yes, we drank like three bottles of whiskey and then drove like three hundred miles through the like the snow and killed a moose. Yeah, <laughs> yes, this is sounds <laughs> extremely familiar. <laughs> I mean, it, it really wouldn't be a representative. Really. It really wouldn't be representative of the Finnish experience if it didn't have the uh, the swear button, which allows you to stick your middle finger up and say "voivitu" at passersby. <laughs> oh, well. I, well. I, I do I do that myself, so you know what I mean. Solidarity with my my Finnish brethren. I did that today, in fact, when I passed the I passed the uh, community speed watch as I came into the village. Any Finnish listeners, please write in. Because as far as I'm concerned, the community speed watch can community go fuck themselves. What the fuck is a community speed watch? Oh, uh, it's basically some nerd who like fucking just stands out with he's bought bought his private like radar gun and he just stands out at the side of the road like. I think now he's got he's got one of those like uh, signs that they put at the side of the road, and it like it says your speed is, and then it has an LED display and like. Wait, it, but this is just some random prick with no like. Yeah, it's just some who's just sits there. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, and then he, he he sends you a letter. He sends you a like. He, he, do you know what I mean? He, he, if he what? clocks you, if he clocks you speeding, he'll like get your address from the like police and send you a letter saying you were caught by the community speed watch and it's just like a oh, fuck off do you know what I mean like, oh this is this is a, this is a warning but if it happens again if it's if it happens again my ass do you know what i mean it's not going to stand up and call if it happens again well real police are here yeah <laughs> you'll get the the it's most security fucks. guy sent off it's the you. most it's the most british fucking thing imaginable basically do you know what i mean i'm just going to stand at the side of the road and like 
digitally tutted people for going at 31 miles an hour. No, Jamie, the most English thing about that is then automating that man out of a job with the LED screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking, do you know what I mean? Just oh. atrocious, like. Well, nice to start the stream off with a shout-out to one of the... Um, start the stream. Nice to start the pod off with a shout out to one of the friends of the pod, Gedley. Um, you yeah. can check him out at um, twitch.tv forward slash Gedstation. Sorry, and our other six uh, Finnish listeners. I just checked the statistics. We have seven downloads from Finland. <laughs> this Ooh. one is for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout right, out okay. to the depression um, the eternal night. Yes. Um, yes, I, I love that. Um... <laughs> Rob, let's let's do some news. We are going to talk about the election stuff um, in more kind of finality than we did in the last episode because things were still ongoing. But, yeah, many um, things yeah, were so doing. We'll just start off with some news as normal. So, Rob, what have you got for us? Uh, just very briefly off the top. Uh, right, now, I just wanted to start off the podcast. I think everybody who listens uh, will have seen by now a lot of the videos and images of yet another assault on... Gaza by Israeli occupation forces, specifically the assault on the Al-Aqsa Mosque, where they fired tear gas into the mm -hmm. middle of um, ser Ramadan service. These are ghastly images from a ghastly conflict. I don't know if we'll it's, talk what we're going to do about so, this. In it's so cool that it's like um, Hamas fires like a kid's slingshot towards the like mm. you know the, the border wall. And it's like, well, time to launch a bunch of airstrikes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just completely proportionate response, as ever. I mean, mm -hmm. you got think, you, 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 have, you love to see it. Yeah, I think yeah. by the time it yeah, is, you can tell you can tell nothing like serious is, is like coming from the uh, the Palestinian side of this like conflict in big air quotes there, because it's all they always describe the rockets as being fired towards Jerusalem. Do you know what I mean? You'd think if the rockets actually fucking hit anything, we'd hear about it. But, but is this like if I throw a paper airplane out my window in the rough direction of Jerusalem, am I then also a, uh, a Hamas yes. sympathizer? Oh, all right, cool. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Um, no, I mean, that's I why you're based out of Switzerland, though, Rob, isn't it? That's what the mountain ranges are for. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's... No, sorry. sorry anyway. I mean, if the U.S. Coast Guard can try and attack Iranian boats, like despite the U.S. coast being thousands of miles away, yeah, I think that still counts. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to encourage our listeners, if they can, uh, to contribute. We'll put a two show two links in the show notes um, with two organisations. I've checked them out. I think they're very good and reputable, but you know, I'm not a charities commission, so please do some of your own homework. Do your but own there, research. Um, but there is the Medical Aid for Palestine, map.org.uk, which does medic which does what it says on the tin. They provide medical aid, a lot of medical assistance and hospital equipment that is being blocked by Israel at the borders. So these guys do really good work. The other one is a more general fund at uh, Muslim Aid. Uh, they have a specific appeal of appeal for the Palestinian emergency going on right now. If you can, please do donate. Um, and as a quick side note, before we move off on this, uh, we're recording just after the Queen's speech was done in the Parliament, and one of the new laws they're introducing is uh, forbidding any public body on any level to engage in uh, BDS, in divestment and boycotts uh, of Israeli settlements in occupied and Ill illegal settlements in occupied Palestine. So 
the noose is once again tightening. Your government's not going to do shit. It is upon us to show solidarity. So it, please do it's that. Great. If you it's can. great that we're it's great that we're going to enshrine in law Keir Starmer's reaction to um, someone at an iftar saying, "I don't like Israeli dates and I won't buy them uh, by avoiding mm. it." And yeah, enshrining that in law that you must react in that way, as Keir Starmer did. Yeah, I think today he did put out a tweet saying this is unacceptable, blah, blah. But I do think that that's more linked to the upcoming by-election where there's a large minority population. So Keir Starmer has no deeply held beliefs. He is a former cop. Do not trust him. Any signals he makes now is that because he wants to win and will probably lose the next by-election. But we'll talk more about that later in the episode. So that's just off the top of the thing. Uh, if you can, please do donate. We'll put links in the show description. I'm wishing uh, best wishes for uh, Peter Mandelson's skin suit. <laughs> All right. So the first story I really wanted to to touch on was um, essentially that Midlands trains should get fucked. Uh, There's a story in the Guardian by a guy called the Trans. <sighs> Jesus Christ. This is a story by uh, a guy in the Guardian. It's their transport correspondent, a guy called Gwyn Topham. That's a bit um, that nope. cannot be real. Like, just <laughs> no. You can't tell me a guy called Topham is writing fucking articles about trains, and that's not a bit. <laughs> it, it looks like it, uh, Rob. Have you been fooled by fucking Steph? Got booted one of his like many photoshops. It's but it I, is I, is the uh, is the like fucking author like image uh, a guy in a top hat. <laughs> Little little fucking wooden puppet dude in a in like a waistcoat and a top hat, standing next to a train with a face on the front. Is that is that this top and feather? Is it? Right, <sighs> motherfucker. I'm not gonna just let this pass by. Here's Gwyn Topham. I've I've got a sneak suspicion that like they don't have Thomas the Tank Engine in Holland, so Rob's got absolutely no fucking clue what what <laughs> we're about. No, yeah. This is one of those things that sort of escaped my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. For but you for guys Robin, just do bits. It's fine. I'll just sit here. You know. <laughs> for, for for the sake of Rob and like our Finnish listeners that we mentioned earlier, like um, the the fucking guy in charge of the railroad and Thomas the Tank Engine is called Sir Topham Hat. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they maybe, do actually Maybe have... they're related. Maybe that's how this guy got the gig. <laughs> I think it's probably true. Journalism is a lot about... Uh... Yeah, that, that that scans actually like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Rail, railway magnate's son. <laughs> <laughs> that is one sexy motherfucker, though. Uh... Yeah, for the benefit of the listener, uh, please Google Sir Topham Hat. <laughs> Another great episode where we make visual gags on an audio medium. Yeah, we're yeah. fucking we're good at this, man. Look, I think I, I think most of the listeners will be familiar with fucking Thomas the Tank Engine. You know, Finnish listeners notwithstanding. <laughs> um, anyway, to bring it briefly back. <sighs> do I into the do thing. I even want do I even want to dare ask what kids watch instead of Thomas the Tank Engine in Holland? Um, there was, I swear to God, when I was growing up, one of the big shows that people were watching was a show called Perno de Perno, which is really quite a, what? what you think it was. What? What? Oh. Do, what? What? <laughs> what do I think it even is? I don't know. The, was, the thing to know is that the Dutch shows, um, they, they do have one thing in common with Thomas the Tank Engine, and it's their use of coal. It's just they don't use it in the same way. <laughs> Go through the same amount of it, though. 
<laughs> no, it was essentially these two guys wearing bright uh, purple uniforms called Perno and Perno, and they would, I don't know, they would fuck around and find out, essentially. <laughs> that sounds incredible, that, like. <laughs> is that well, not Thomas, just... Thomas, Thomas the Tank Engine, which is... Um, Living trains fucking around and finding out, and in some cases getting bricked up behind a fucking wall. Oh, yeah, that fucking, like, uh, cask of is a just... or shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, is, is Perno and Perno just, like, a really weird Dutch chuckle brothers, then? Uh, I, I was... I was gonna say it might it might be the um it might be the Dutch answer to big cook little cook cardboard yeah, box. It's, it's, <laughs> it's oh, that's, that's not gonna make any fucking sense. <laughs> it's essentially like I mean they were just like drawn two purple guys. They look sort of like really a cross between a Teletubby and a Manky Mega Man, and they so did like, like grimace. I'm I'm hearing grimace from like McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And they had it's this like a really... cross between the Noid and Grimace. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> and they would have these really weird episodes, essentially with like half naked tits, and and they would. Why is he in his This is the most Dutch fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah. how the fuck have you compared this to Thomas the Tank Engine? Well, it seems about as what sensible. What the fuck? For the for the sake for the benefit of the listener, <laughs> Rob has shared a picture of a small purple man in uh, the back of a woman's bikini bottom, like yeah, and she's being worn by the woman. Yeah. And she's not wearing a top. Yeah. You can see nipple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got the biggest shit-eating grin you've ever fucking seen. And it looks like it was done in MS Paint. There, there yes. Is a, there is, the, one of the, the more famous episodes, which especially when you're a bit older and you sort of think, what the fuck is going on there? The second episode is actually called In the Tickler's Lair, which I thought was... Oh. <laughs> I think no, I think we no, can safely say. I do say, not like this detail, <laughs> David. I think we can safely say, without fear of libel, that this man is a sex criminal. Yes, yes, at one hundred percent alive. Like. Right? Can we talk about the trains again, please? I want to go back to the safety of the train story. I thought, I thought when I when I asked what the kid what they made kids watching in Holland, I could maybe somehow at some point tie that into some sort of implication that all Dutch people were like deviants. But I seem like I didn't need to didn't need to make the effort. Like, <laughs> bear in mind this was all like oh. state television, like taxpayer money paid for this gloriousness. <laughs> Rob, trains, please. Please, right. the trains. <laughs> oh, I'm having way more fun this episode. Than I uh, anyway. Oh, my uh, fucking God. <laughs> um, back to... So this... <laughs> Okay, I'm, need a moment. I'm sorry. Every time no, I look back, trains. Every trains. time I look back at the Discord, I see that fucking thing grinning at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deleting it. I'm actually I'm fucking deleting it. Switzerland then. Uh, let's move to Switzerland then. Oh, oh. Christ almighty. <laughs> uh. 
can do this. Oh, right, okay. No. All right. Uh, no, oh. I, d- this uh, briefly back to things. <laughs> Midland's trains did what presumably their workers thought was a nice thing first. They emailed the uh, entire staff list, um, an email from, I think, the CEO promising a one-off bonus uh, for everybody. Yeah, I I saw this. This is a fucking come down. uh, Who who, who helped run the trains on time during the pandemic. So, of course, you know, you'd get that and you think, well, I've earned a bonus for my hard work during this pandemic. And you'd click on the link... um, and instead, and then you'd, you'd get a you'd get a bollocking for clicking on the link in a phishing email. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, it was right. the IT department uh, right. running the, the phishing. The test. guy, the CEO is obviously a cunt, right? But I don't think he's quite at the level where you can say he made the trains run on time. I don't think he was that evil. <laughs> there well, were I mean, certainly a lot of trains involved, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's a company capable in the UK of making the train run trains run on time. So no, there aren't. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah this, this is just kind of bullshit. Said uh, saying this was a test designed by our, our IT team to entice you to use the link and use both the promise of thanks and financial reward. So you know that will teach you, your fucking worker, to expect a bonus. Bonuses. Yeah, imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine getting an email saying that oh, you're going to get a bonus and not immediately being fucking sus. <laughs> yeah, fair play. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Any, anyway, the uh, when of course the the unions uh, were super pissed and questions were asked by among others the Guardian um, by <laughs> Gwyn Topham, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and in response, uh, we take cyber seriously, cyber security very seriously, and run regular training. Training, and it it is important to test your resilience. Apparently, you know the works. Need do you want to know the um? Do you want to know the, the worst? The worst part about this fucking story is you'd think is like it, oh, the, the majority of these um, security breaches happen at higher up levels of management more than anything else. Oh, it's like some dipshit leaves like a USB stick on a train somewhere, which contains like confidential files. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but see, the, the, when, it's, when it comes to fishing stuff, like statistically, the people more likely to fuck up are like the CEOs and the fucking upper management. They're the ones that have the big stupid breaches. Yeah, because yeah. they're all like a bajillion years old, aren't they? Wasn't but wasn't no, I was whole... I was going to say, um, you, you you look at this and you think, well, you've, they've stepped on a fucking rake that they placed themselves there. Do you know what I mean? You would think mm-hmm. you'd maybe have the foresight to see that that would cause a backlash. But the worst part about that is, I can remember this exact thing happening to a company in America sometime late on last year and there was like a it made international news and there was an outcry about it because it sent out an email saying oh we're going to pay you all a bonus for your good work during the lock like during the pandemic and it was a fishing link and everyone got a bollocking for clicking on it they've been so gullible yeah and so presumably like the, the it people at like fucking what was it uh midlands midlands trains midlands trains saw this happen in america and saw it blow up and thought yeah we should do that that's a good idea <laughs> I mean, Jamie, you got to rem- you got to realise that the ultimate goal of the neoliberal state is to ensure that no one ever learns anything from the past ever. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> IT guys are kind of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, plus, if you remember, the, this is also how we got all the, the Hillary emails, wasn't it? Because uh, John Podesta clicked on the phishing link in his emails, and that's why they got, like, the giant <laughs> cash. I'm quite sure that's how they got, like, the Hillary emails. Love it. I mean, I mean that's pretty much it. how any 
you know, it's either social engineering or um, you know, just being a, some dipshit clicking on a on a a word document that for some reason ends .exe. <laughs> anyway, so oh, yeah, right, Rob, uh, tell to... us about this next thing that the, the spectre that keeps fucking reappearing in our episodes. Yeah, just a bit of follow up from uh, one of my favourite stories. Uh, where but free ports, as it turns out, are mo- <laughs> even more garbage than we did than when we talked about them for like a whole episode long. Um, they're, <laughs> they're does that mean they're not even in pork even... form? <laughs> not even the hot dog guy for, who runs the little um, the little stand gets any money. Well, I mean, if you remember, uh, what's the that Tory mayor mayor who just got elected with a big new big majority? Ben Housh, Hoosh, whatever his fucking last name is. That guy. I ain't got um, I ain't got a fucking clue, mate. Uh, in, I, I, like, do you know what I mean? I can I can name like maybe one mayor in the yeah. entire no two no, mayors in the entire country. He's the guy country, who actually. won with like seventy six percent, and one of his big achievements is that he's brought a, a, a Freeport to his region. Was this was this in Teesside? Uh, no, it's West Midlands. I can't remember the exact region where the actual All right, well, that particular uh, port is. Anyway, I think it's um, just Midlands Mail. I, I was gonna. I, I was assuming you were gonna say, yeah, it's the Teesside Mayor, and I was gonna tell like everyone in, in Teesside to sort their fucking lives out. But I guess now, sort your fucking lives out, Teesside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is a, a story from the Financial Times by Peter Foster. Um, the Sausage. Oh well, then I'm I'm really likely to have read it. Um, this is a story a big data set was crunched by Sussex University coming to the why why don't we ever read articles from the Viz (laughs) (laughs) yeah this week's this week's news nugget the five knuckle shuffle (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm picturing I'll tell you what I'm picturing now right is a free port in the West Midlands did you say yeah and people are rich people are using it to store art and all of the art is that purple cat down the back of that woman's <laughs> bikini. <laughs> oh my god! Are, are there are there NFTs of that fucking creepy little cat? <laughs> Not yet. Um, oh, he is actually the. Uh, he, sorry, I was wrong, Jamie. He is the mayor for Tees Valley. What oh, a p- little purple hell, cat? Right, well, sort your fucking lives out, <laughs> Teesside. <laughs> Um, now, anyway, to get back to the Freeport, so as we discussed on a previous episode, I think it's 56, but we can edit some joke, whatever, in where it oh, is. We can edit the jokes it. in just, later. Just go um, and lock it up for yourselves. We're not your fucking butlers. Um, yeah, so they crunched a lot of historical data about Freeports and specifically how this one, how these ones are supposed to work given the new post-Brexit trading relations, et cetera, et cetera. So See, when you, I- say that, when, they, when you say they crunched a bunch of historical data, I'm, I'm picturing them trying to find out which episode it was we discussed it on. <laughs> I think it's 56. Find out in next week's Financial Times. <laughs> right. Very briefly, for people who don't want to listen back to the whole episode, the whole idea is that if you're a free port, you can import parts and materials tariff-free, combine them into a finished product, let's say uh, a car or something rather, and only when you export the car, either into the UK or to another country, you pay the tariff. The advantage you get from not being Freeport is the difference between the tariffs you don't pay on the parts and the final product that you do export. This is called tariff duty inversion, uh, and that sort of 
broadly speaking, the way they work. Either that or they store yeah. quantum Fabergé eggs. It's, um, I was going to say, in theory, it sounds like a good idea, but I'm sure I am sure the devil is in the detail. It's shenanigans yeah. for rich twats, basically, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, yes, I own, like, fucking... What was it, Fabergé eggs? Was that what we settled yeah, on? I think that's yeah. what we settled on, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I own all the world's Fabergé eggs, but you can't tax me on, on with your Fabergé egg tax because they don't actually exist because they're in the fucking, like, the backwards room from Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, the other thing apart from from quantum storage is this is this business about <laughs> import export differential. Um, as I said, Sussex University they crunch the numbers, um, and only one percent of UK imports by value can actually benefit from this differential between tariff free parts and tariff payment on final products. Um, Almost as if it's just a big racket. Yeah. My, my favorite bit of the article was, though, that the only real beneficiary they could identify it's like by sector as to who would actually benefit from having these free port zones uh, would be dog and cat food producers. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, the, the UK, uh, if, if the UK wishes to base its future economy on kibble, then it can actually make a lot more money um, if, if it would choose to do so. Uh, the research. What, what's a, what's the economy? What's, I was going to say, what's the economy based on currently? It's incinerating like uh, foreign lands, isn't it? Vibes. Vi- yeah, vibes and property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vibes, vibes and missile systems. Yeah. Yeah. So the research concludes that introducing free ports in the UK is unlikely to generate any significant businesses in the terms of duty savings, or pretty much in terms of doing anything. The only thing that it will do, which is why, of course, these things will be majority placed in Tory-controlled councils, is um, they will just suck in business from surrounding regions because they will be able to do stuff in the tax-free zone. So if you're in a Tory-held mayoralty for example your business will boom while the next door labor council will lose businesses because they will be drawn into the free tax are, zone are there any control. labor councils not that many anymore uh they <laughs> lost about 300 but we'll get on that in a moment is that good uh yes um <laughs> <laughs> No, specifically, that is actually very We crunch the numbers, we crunch the numbers, and the answer is yes. Well, specifically, they crunched the numbers in Croydon Council. Um, if you remember that uh, a while ago there was an ITV uh, reporting done that showed really fucking horrible conditions in council housing run by Croydon Council, including entire walls made up of black mould and camp- carpets completely soaked through because well, of the Well, it wouldn't have been my first choice of building material, it has to be said. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so this was it was quite well well seen. So the Croydon Council did a report, and the report uh, came up with the following findings. It was an independent audit of their how they run their council housing. I'll give you a brief he- headline summary. Um, the Croydon Council had a lack of cap- capacity and competence when it came to running social housing. There was a poor operating... <laughs> I'm sorry, so not only could they not fix it, they couldn't even fucking fix it if they tried. Uh, well, that may, be <laughs> Basically. Because, that may be because the culture existing within council housing organisation in Croydon uh, had little respect for tenants and showed a lack of care. Um, That's a Labour know, council, right? This is a Labour-controlled council. Did oh, we, um, can I, can I, fucking surprise. Did we skim from like one topic straight into the next without a, without a pause for breath there? Because I, I, I genuinely feel like I've lost time. 
you know no, what I mean? No, no, no. I, mean, I missed one bit because the jump from the one into the other because we were talking about cancels was quite good. So I that, thought that's that's absolutely fine, mate. Just right, just I just thought I'd like fucking had a brain aneurysm or something. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, having a fucking just... absent stroke. Yeah, I think we just like sequence break and the fucking show notes. Do you know what I mean for the any percent speed run? <laughs> Um, yeah, we're glitching through the show notes uh, this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um, think that was only on the lost episode, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tempted to keep uh-huh. posting those perno images back in, but I'm going to... No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to. It's like seared on my... It'll be the last thing I see before I die. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to jump back into the thing now. Yes, um, please. Yeah, where were we? Right. So another... Item identified by this report is that the council cannot communicate and does not actually <clears throat> deal with tenant concerns and complaints, which is not surprising because that's how you end up with walls full of black mold and giant leaks that just destroy floors and everything. Um, and I just want to say, like, um, I mean, I generally have tried to avoid hearing about this story because of how fucking depressing it is. But one of the few things I did see was um, it was a video of, um, I think it was a single mother... Um, like living, you know, in a, I think it was like a one or a two bed flat, but they could only exist in the fucking kid's bedroom because literally the floor was sodden through. Like yeah. she had to wear fucking flip flops just so that only her feet got wet. Yeah, that's um, somewhere like, in this country right now. Tony Blair smiled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was a culture among David, ca- David Blunkett's wanking himself into a pillar of salt at that fucking <laughs> report, I bet. No uh, yeah, there was an outmoded culture. There exists an outmoded culture and attitude among a number of council staff towards tenants, with tenants being seen as demanding, difficult to deal with, and less than worthy of respect. Once again, this <laughs> is more, a Labour-run council. The more I beat the shit out of this person, the more difficult and less and worthy of respect they are. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of difficult to do a the lot of The thing is, though, I mean, have you seen have you seen the way Labour councillors behave on Twitter? They're just fucking like absolute like uh, fucking roasters to a man, aren't to they? To a man, yeah, absolute absolutely. Scum. I mean, there's a few so exceptions. How, Preston uh, being I mean, one, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got a few well, exceptions. Yeah, like I mean, Preston. I, I've never seen, I've never, I've never gotten into beef with anyone from Preston Council on Twitter, presumably because they're actually doing things for the community rather than just sat on fucking Twitter complaining that we need Tony Blair back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's Labour, just Labour should, and that we should absolutely. like fucking, we should mount more machine guns at the border. Or whatever <laughs> the fuck it is they're talking about this. Week. Yeah, no, I mean, Labour just... councillors are a varied fucking yeah. land of contrast by far. Like, I don't think there's any one. But the thing is, David, they're that actually go from not one fucking. No, they really like are. Ni- like, they're, they're they're not, because they're ones. like ninety-six percent white, mostly over the age of like forty or fifty. No. You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, really I don't just... know. It's a minority, but like the the the, yeah. the few good Labour councillors do exist. But it's more of a question of. Why are you still in labor? Just fucking, like, I mean, just disgusting freaks. So many of them. I mean, really, like, completely coasting why on is, Why is anyone still in labor, though? You know what I mean? Well, we'll, we'll get mm. into that in, in, in but a moment, uh, I think. Um, and how, how much longer do you think Keith's going to be in labor? <laughs> um, now, the, the the reason, apart from that, obviously, labor councils are all are shite that I bring this up, uh, Croydon Council in particular, this is also the council uh, of David Evans, the General Secretary of the Labour Party, 
um, uh, about whom a number of interesting stories are doing the rounds, uh, all of which are being reported on, so I can talk about them without getting us into trouble. Um, <laughs> his... Do we get into trouble if I call him Big Davy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you probably get into more trouble if you called him Big David. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake! Is, he, is he up to that shit as well? Is he? Um, he, yeah, he is. Uh, he, whilst he is a, uh, man, a man of a man of many skills, according to reports, he is liable. Just take it from this is the council of David Evans. Yeah, so the reason I bring this up, apart from that Corden Council is fucking shite, um, is that this is also the council where David Evans, current general secretary of the Labour Party, appointed on the Keir Starmer but never confirmed. I know that guy. In, <laughs> um, <laughs> Big David, <laughs> we call him. <laughs> Fuck's sake. No. Um, Keep anyway, going, Rob. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, <laughs> this. He, um, while he was, um, I think, deputy leader of the uh, Labour Council um, of Croydon, um, they also paid his own company called the Campaign Company £200,000 for, quote-unquote, local engagement and policy development. Um, oh, fucking <laughs> policy development for a, you know, right-wing Labour politician. Yeah. It's a fucking black hole because it's always the same fucking thing, which is... Bomb anyone who's a you know fails a fucking paper bag test, and uh, you know privatise and sell off the fucking state like that's yeah. Uh, what what and, other and leave the money in had? a paper bag behind the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so the the contract specifically between Croydon Council um, and the campaign company at the time uh, ran from 2014 to 2017 and were awarded. Not to David Evans himself, but to his former partner and the mother of his child, uh, who then be, who became leader, deputy leader of the council. So you know, it's not right. like there's a bunch of double dealing going on, <laughs> or that the general secretary of the Labour Party may be involved with trousering uh, funds from a council of which he or, you know and his former partner oh, oh, enjoys some honestly, level of control. That is, honestly, not going it's on. Not what Jeremy Corbyn's biggest no, no, fucking no. Jeremy Corbyn's biggest fucking failure was te- was was. Him not, not, not doing Stalinist purges. <laughs> I mean, basically, <laughs> not taking them all back behind the McDonald's and uh, kissing them all directly on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just... Um, can I just say? Can I just say though? Like you said, he'd been trousering the money, and that is such a like a tabloid expression. That isn't it. People trouser. Well, it's things. funny you should mention a tabloid because um, this was all cited in the Daily Mail. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty funny that, um, you know, I mean, we... we did, did, we... did they describe it as a howler? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we fucking said this, like, from day one. Like, as soon as the, like, the press is going to actually, you know, decide that, you know, now's the time to, you know, stab Starmer in the front or whatever. And all this rancid corruption, um, you know, particularly David Evans and, and co. Um, Allegedly. It was an... Ev- it, it, I mean, it's in the mail. I mean, make of that what you will. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, they how have have they rejected it? Have they denied it? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the central problem with so much of this reporting shit is like, I fucking hate citing the Daily Mail and I fucking hate reading the Daily Mail. But the problem is that, you know, this is the, the dual bullshit of British media. Like, the Guardian will do... Tory scandals, but will never really touch Labour scandals, you know, unless it's... Yeah, uh, yeah. Corbyn. At the well, same time, this... 
at the same time, the Mail is one of the fucking newspapers that, uh, like, the Mail and the fucking Sun, and I suppose to a lesser extent the Telegraph, it, are the newspapers that uh, Keir Starmer is specifically courting. interested in um, yeah. in courting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, well, that's do you know what I mean? Because he's got to do he's got to do the racism to to win back the working class. <laughs> well, yeah, so the working class as we all the working class is defined by accents and racism, as we all know. <laughs> so and while we're, while we're talking about while we're talking about the Sun. Can we pour one out to that fucking prick that like died at the sun this week? The man who fucking oh, the, 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 the wife murderer, yeah, the wife murderer guy. That yeah, guy died. The guy whose wife didn't matter in all the weepy fucking tributes. Yeah, and also I think when in the the like five hundred page fucking obituary that they, they published that I assume he wrote himself, um, they mentioned <laughs> that he retired because of his his like second wife had second wife's ill health. But I seem to recall that he retired because he was involved in that fucking thing where they got caught up, like they've been bribing, bribing public officials. Someone at the, someone at the MOD ended up with fucking like jail time for it. I, I seem to recall he was the that. he was the fucking he was the point man on that, and so he, he escaped any kind of conviction. But he retired. Um, but he's dead now, so we can say whatever we like, you know. Yeah, 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 so fuck, fuck him. Oh yeah, you can't lie with mm. the dead. Well, then he also. No, 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 no. We're just going to be careful on that one and not bother because no, unnecessary. Uh, anyway, but also, <clears throat> also to try and to try and smear him with like shit like that, like detracts from the fact that he very like his very real crime of murdering his fucking wife. Yeah, no, fair enough. He, he didn't he actually, like strangle her. He drowned her in the bath. Oh, that it was, was described. It, yeah. it was described as a suicide pact. He drowned her in the <laughs> bath, and then he in he a hilarious. A hilarious, like Mr. Bean series of gas, as I'm sure they described it in the sun. He then failed to kill himself six times, so his heart was really in it. You know what I mean? Like it was like just a comedy of errors, really. One, he tried putting his head in the oven, but apparently that didn't work. He tried to hang himself, but he couldn't find the right position. Did he? You know? Did he just fucking, like go like, to lunch? You need the Karma Sutra. You need the Karma Sutra to work out how to hang yourself. And then he, he threw himself out of a window, but landed in a bin. And I think just, they call you know that I mean? Karma Sutra. Uh, yeah. nah. Just a series of hilarious japes, you know, that end <laughs> with him crashing his crashing his car in the nude or something. Uh, speak, uh, speaking no, of speaking of people, who, speaking yeah, of people who uh, who crash their cars, shall we? Shall we do the second part of our? <laughs> shall we talk about Keith? Is that yeah. what you? Is that the segue there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the. Segue we need there. to talk about Keith. <laughs> we do. By the time this, by the time this episode goes out, he's probably ex-leader. You know what I mean? He's, he's having that fuck. Nah. He's having a fucking week, isn't he? No, <laughs> no I, think, I don't. I don't think it's going to come to that. No, I, don't, I think it is. Even either. Mandelson's putting the fucking like Mandelson, who was somehow the fucking like man of the hour again. You know, he's returned to save Labour, <laughs> and he's he's putting the fucking knife into Keith now. Yeah. Just today in the fucking uh, New Statesman. But, I mean, I think, David, uh, you know, you and I agree that he, he's, he's not that easily gotten rid of. The specific reason that I don't think he'll be that easily gotten rid of is why is Why is he not that easy to get rid of? He fucking does nothing. He's, he's great. I mean... No, sp- but it's, it's not because he's, he is actually easy to get rid of. It's just that people who would benefit from getting rid of him do not want to do it yet. The reason being that until David Evans is actually confirmed as the help well specifically the reason is that the, I like think master that, of racism I, I don't know what no the the fucking what's his position general secretary 
Yeah, until David Evans is confirmed as general secretary and they change the rules on how you vote yeah. for a new leader, yeah. like oh, he's, yeah. he's going to remain there. I until mean, that point, he's there. And the minute that's all fucking dealt with, though, like the, the yeah, he goes out. overboard. But you did you say that, David? But did you see that? Um, I think it was Mandelson himself was saying, "Oh, they uh, he, he blamed the fucking um, college electoral college of Labour of 2010 for yeah. not electing um, David Miliband, the, the lost, yeah, the correct the lost Miliband, son of yeah. Labour. For, fortunately, we just, yeah. I mean, was can, I, can I just say to Peter Mandelson, if he happens to be listening, just fuck off, mate, will you? <laughs> and anyone else who's just got a hard-on for David Miliband, Apparently it's like... that fucking guy is also like 67 years old. I'm like, do you not... You know, you've hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. Can you not just fucking retire? Can you just piss the fuck off, you know? Like, that would be easier for everybody. <laughs> But specifically for me, the reason that I think Keith's going to survive is that... I mean, he could retire, but he doesn't have a nice island to go to and visits mm-hmm. now, so... Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, sure now I'm... that Epstein's dead, where does Mandelson buy his shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now now that, um, you know, Labour, the Labour Party is, like, fully all about uh, shagging flags, all David Miliband would have to do to get elected as leader would be to do an extraordinary rendition of uh, Royal Britannia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, but the specific reason I think that he'll stick around is what we've seen certainly over the weekend is is that he's really stepped up his game. Um, this is oh yeah, he's a political mastermind. In in the specific interview he did, <laughs> f- stepping up his game in the acceleration of the destruction of the Labour Party. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that you love he to did, see it. He did his first interview, um, and it was a fucking car crash. My favorite line uh, when asked, like, what's what are you going to do differently? Because it's not, not gone very well. Uh, he said, I will be changing the things that need changing. That is the change I will bring about. Yeah, we covered that last time, didn't oh, we? Oh, did we? Oh, well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we brought that last episode, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> no, good. yeah, I mean, that's, that is... That is an eternal line that is an evergreen if it was a tweet it would be evergreen because <laughs> that is sublime it says nothing it is the most empty sentence yeah. i've heard in my entire fucking life but my favorite and that is fascinating to so me. when, my, when we my, recorded my the last episode had had he started to like fucking like move his tanks around well, you know like fire no, rain and all that shit no, 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 it's nice to bring that one up because if at that point when we recorded that episode that was like the biggest rake that he'd stood on was actually fucking committing yeah. that interview. Um, and then and he's since just then, he's asked, so much he's asked several then. people to hold his fucking beer, hasn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he he fired yeah. Rainer and then he abstained on, on like whether or not he'd fired Rainer. Oh, and then and he promoted right. her. Can, can I tell yeah, you the story? She wasn't about fired, she was promoted. Can I tell you the, the story of the the, the, the the attempted sack of Angela Rayner? Because it's actually really Please good. do. Um, there's this because there's some some obviously the thing was, you know, he said, Oh, I'll take full responsibility whilst trying to shovel uh, Angela <laughs> out the door. Um, you know, as I'll you, take full responsibility by finding out who is responsible and to blame them yeah. instead. But but, bef- but whilst that was being done, his grubby little minions were obviously already briefing the press that it was really Angela Rayner's fault. Um, the first one was Jim McMahon, uh, MP, who, by the way, was the guy who ran the Hartlepool campaign. So obviously someone you really have to ask for grand strategic advice, um, who briefed that Angela Rayner dressed inappropriately for a visit to the town. 
Um, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what? It's the, really... the best part of that was it was like oh she she turned up wearing a hoodie and it's like it's a fucking coat. They yeah. generally they generally have hoods, but you don't describe them as hoodies. Do you know what I mean? The hoodie is Clearly, a specific no, thing. Obviously, the the issue with the dress was that the heels that she was wearing didn't have a made negative made number a of inches on Keith. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean the thing is, like... it's like, the, first of all, as far as I'm concerned, like, no one should, nothing ever should have a dress code attached to it. People, people just turn up wherever yes. you want, dressed however you fucking want. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But like, if even if they've decided that somehow, oh well, if you if you're a fuck, if you're like, what deputy leader of the Labour Party, you better dress, you'd better dress important. Oh, you better look important. Yeah. She turned up looking like she always looks. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's looked, not like she, she fucking fucking normal. I, 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 it's I not like up. she turned up in a fucking sequin jumpsuit or something, and it was the first time she'd ever worn that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was she she just dressed the way she it. always dressed. It, yeah, she looked perfectly fucking normal. Like it's interesting that uh, we're only hearing now about this in this, in my opinion, somewhat sexist. Uh, you know, a, approach to. Um, I think you've been generous women. by describing that as somewhat sexist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, you know, portrayal of you know the things that women in the Labour Party or people high up in the Labour Party are wearing, almost as though there was some kind of report yeah. that sort of highlighted this issue. But it's it's interesting that we're only hearing about this now and not the entirety of what the last. I suppose two years at this point. Well, I mean, apart from the Alistair, Alistair, listen, listen. She turned up wearing what she wanted, right? That's not the dress code. Keir Starmer wore blue suits. Peter Mandelson. Oh, wore blue everyone suits. wears fucking blue Keir suits. Keir Starmer, oh, Jesus Christ, and his little, his, his you know, his, his large adult bodyguard <laughs> wore a blue suit. <laughs> like there is a uniform here, and she did not abide to those rules. No, but it gets even better. There's there's another story that was brief. This is from the. Can I just can I just say while we're talking about Angela Rayner, like obviously Rayner is a melt, and I'm I'm like yeah, if she, she loses a job, I don't give a fuck. No. Oh yeah, absolutely. But what fuck I will yeah, she's, say, she's what I will say is that it's it's very telling that they fucking like. Do you know what I mean? She's the first person Keith decides to throw under the bus. Because, like, you know, and there was people fucking, like, running around, oh, he's fired the most visibly working class. The fuck even is that visibly working class? Like, go fuck yourselves. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) You got fucking fucking tattooed on your forehead. (laughs) But, yeah, but, like, the the issue, the issue with, like, Rayner and her working classness is it's the wrong kind of working classness for the Labour Party. Yeah, not like Jess Phillips. (laughs) No, like, well, what I mean is it's, like, um, like, you see people all the time on Twitter... When like or you call you call him Keith and everyone's like oh you calling him Keith that's like you don't like working class people and it's like <laughs> he's not working class he's a knight of the fucking realm mate do you know what I mean like and it's like I I, I I'm not gonna go and fucking research his family history to work out whether he was he was originally working class as a child or whatever I don't give a fuck do you know what I mean like he's not I I can tell you right now he is not working class right. And he yeah. hasn't been, if he ever was, he hasn't been for quite he, some time. He wasn't, he wasn't. Look, His dad Jamie, owned a factory. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, right, the thing, okay, the thing you like, need to understand is working, being working class is hereditary. And the only way to know if you're working class is if your dad has ever worked in a mine. Mm, but the, Irrespective the point, of any, any property that you might own today. Yeah, but my, my point is, Raina was like, you know, um, she's, she's a bit too working class for them. Like she hasn't, she hasn't ever, 
She never like bettered herself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like like Keith is the good working class as far as they're concerned because they can go, oh well, his dad worked in a factory. You know yeah, what I mean? he aspired out of being working class. And yeah, that's, the that's point. exactly it. Like that's the good kind of working class as far as like as far as the Blairites are concerned. Mm-hmm. Angela Rayner, Angela Rayner, for all her faults, has never been ashamed of, of being working class, and and so she's like, no one ever fucking holds her up as an example of how the, the Labour Party like can, is can connect to the working class. It's always no Keith yes. can connect to the working class because like his dad worked in a factory and he, he's prepared to be racist. Do you know what I mean? And it's like... Is this epigenetic working classism? Correct. <laughs> yeah, the problem is, like, if you're working class and it's something that you aspire to get out of and then become a millionaire and go to dinner parties, that's cool and you're you're going to be held up forever even once you're, like, you know, you're on Dragon's Den or some shit. You're going to be held up forever <laughs> as, a, as an example of the good working class because they, they like, you know... That's all, all they of fucking became a land became a landlord... And then fucking like you know earned a million quid or whatever. Whereas mm-hmm, if you're content mm-hmm. to just like stay working class and you know not like fucking like up your game, well then you deserve fucking asbos and like <laughs> benefit sanctions. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Uh, so, so like Blairites getting the fucking bin is what I'm saying. Yes, basically. yes. I just wanted to and tell then, one more quick um, story about this Rainer uh, firing business because it's just so emblematic of like the paranoia and like the. F- weirdness that surrounds like Kieran like his leadership team and everything um, yeah this is this is from the times uh for an, I'll just tell you the whole story at once um for an indication of just how paranoid and petty relations now are consider the following anecdote <clears throat> labor sources claim that a party official eating in an Indian restaurant hundreds of miles <laughs> miles away from Westminster <laughs> last summer heard overheard a woman saying, that her child worked for Angela Rayner, did not like Keir Starmer, and wished Corbyn was still in charge. When this party official reported said overheard conversation to London, this was taken as a sign of disloyalty at the heart of Angela Rayner's team. The allegation was denied, of course, but first, Angela Rayner's team forced all its members to consult their own mothers whether or not such a conversation (laughs) did take place in a curry house. What the fuck, fuck is it now. with every single right. creep who is involved in fucking FBP you know is obsessed no, no, no. with overheard conversations in restaurants? What no, but is this wrong is the thing, with right? these people? No, that, uh, this is this is a fucking paradigm shift. This right, what you are seeing is liberals attempting to learn. <laughs> so they know what happened to Jeremy Corbyn after he was overheard in a Nando's. About fucking Brexit, <laughs> they know the ramifications of such things. But like, can and, you imagine? And this is them trying to get the fucking early foot in. But like, can you imagine? I mean, you must already be like a world class freak show to be like that high in in these sort of lead, in in the team of Kier or the team of Angela, whoever. But like that, somebody, your boss, your line manager, whoever the fuck comes up to you and says. By the way, a couple of weeks ago, was your mother having dinner in a curry house? And did she say something about... And, like, do you, can you imagine what it must be like to ring your own fucking mother and say, by the way... Well, I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> any anyone involved in that fucking story who actually, like, rang their mother to ask is a fucking nerd. Do you know what I mean? How <laughs> would you, like, oh, was your mother... Like, nah, fuck off, mate. That, I mean, do you know the, what I mean? Like, what the, what the fuck even is that? 
Oh, some someone like someone we're not saying who overheard a woman claiming that like, it's like what yeah. fuck off do you know what I mean come back when you've got like yeah. an actual thing to just don't like fucking oh like you know what I mean just game of fucking rumours I mean some, okay. someone like heard this th- it's like what I mean the, the more just fucking ridiculous the like were they, were they drunk m- at the time the more important part maybe is that Angela Rayner and Jenny Chapman don't get along and look that kind of office tension can be very difficult you know, oh, are we going to talk? Are we going to talk about Dim Shipman's tweet? <laughs> um, yeah, we are going to very, very carefully talk about that tweet. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> can we? Can we read out the specific contents of the tweet? I think that we, we can. Yes, uh... yes. We, we can read out what Tim Shipman himself tweeted. Right. Just for purposes um, of of being textually accurate and also saying that he very swiftly deleted this tweet, but not after a million screenshots were taken, of course. Um, I'll read the tweet which was sent on the 8th of May. Uh, Labour source claims that Jenny Chapman has been banned from Keir Starmer's house on orders of Keir Starmer's wife. The plot thickens. And what do we make of that, friends? We will make nothing of that. We no. will allow you, the listener, to fill in the blanks from what Tim Shipman said and not us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of spreading rumours, uh, today, Carolyn Harris, the uh, private secretary um, to Keir Starmer, had to resign, and this is quoting directly from the Times, amidst claims she spread baseless rumours about Angela Rayner's private life. Asked by the Times about these rumours, Mrs. Harris immediately blocked this reporter on WhatsApp. (laughs) Um, Right, so we we don't know. Was this anything to do with a St. George's Cross bedspread? (laughs) Oh, good Lord. I just want to say though, like the can energy I just, coming Can I just say that. though, like blocking the fucking reporter on on like WhatsApp is just like just an absolutely fucking chef kiss move. Like <laughs> you know, that is that Keith could learn a thing or two from her. That is how you fucking do things forensically. Just take the David Cameron move of just walking out of an interview, just saying like, right, good, and then walking away yeah. like, from the yeah. person interviewing you. <laughs> just take that a step further and just in the middle of when you get asked a difficult question, just suddenly pretend you can't speak English. Uh, just tell him you're Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, by the way, if you remember, that was a story from, I think, last year. She was also responsible for uh, inviting a known fraudster who had previously swindled uh, £45,000 out of people by pretending she had cancer, I think, um, to in, to talk at an anti-gambling event. That was also uh, Keir Starmer's principal private secretary, Carolyn Harris. So well done her, too. Uh, really, <laughs> really a stuff. Although they have brought in, in new talent, uh, about whom I will not say too much, except for one bit, which I just found, A, sort of emblematic of the state of the Labour Party, and B, fucking hilarious. Um, there's a new head of strategy in town, a woman called Deborah Mattinson, uh, who is the founder uh, of a of a consultancy focus group uh, thing called Britain Thinks, one word, um, previously... <laughs> <laughs> Why do I know that name? Oh, be- because there's an amazing story attached to this. Um, the Britain Thinks, by the way, apart from working for the Labour Party, has also done work for the Home Office, McDonald's, the Prison Service, 
Virgin Money, and also the TUC for some reason. But anyway, largely a good group of people, as I think sure you'll agree. Um, she was profiled on uh, Pagefield. I'm not sure what that is. I think that's like a representative thing for, for consultants. Um, and they did a little profile of what kind of work goes on uh, at Britain Thinks, specifically under Deborah Madison. I'm telling you right now, nothing. No work takes place there. It's where money goes and then disappears. No, no. And then consultancy no, no, comes serious, out the other no, end. No, no, serious brain work goes on at Britain Thinks, as you would imagine from the title of the company. I will read you two brief paragraphs from Britain, from uh, this Pagefield profile on her. When she, i.e. Deborah Matson, used the focus group projective technique, if this politician were an animal, Boris Johnson... Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Boris Johnson was often described as a sheep. He is seen as aimless, chasing different audiences with a lack of communication and clarity, a stark difference with get Brexit done, which won the vote, blah, blah. Starmer, on the other hand, was described as... Anybody want to take a guess what animal Keir Starmer is, according to the voters? Fuck wait. I, I actually saw this. It was a fucking eagle. Yes. <laughs> Why? Uh, like, I mean, I just, I just want to say, you can't say what you so, what animal you associate something with, and then explain what that means if it's not immediately obvious. I mean, when the fuck have sheep ever been criticised for their lack of communication? <laughs> Uh, Starmer, on the other hand, was described as an eagle. <laughs> While this may seem a favourable condition, Deborah highlighted how Starmer's leadership and scrutiny of the government seemed detached, similar to an eagle as he circles above the fray and creates distance between him and his prey, rather than directly attacking. This person has never <laughs> seen an eagle in their life. These... Also, oh. <laughs> also, like... Keith's only prey are like the poor and minorities. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? His prey is definitely, is absolutely categorically not like fucking his political opponents. No, but I mean, it, but this is just to me again, you know. Keith, we've, we've... Keith's prey is delivery cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did, they, did they also ask these fucking participants what shape? They thought that the like polit- politicians represented best based on what fit into a bucket best. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like this is so, so emblematic. I mean, we've talked on this podcast before about sort of the, the dependency on focus groups and all the shit. But this is what you get. You get this fucking crank shit in where you know um, some person comes in. And you've paid them if you're David Evans. You've paid them two hundred thousand quid for you know policy research and development. And then somebody co- comes in and says, Keith, according to the people we've spoken to, you're a badger. And it's just like, I just want to say, like, I just want to say, like, people levy the, the phrase crank at, a, at like quite a large swath of people. People saying things, you know, for example, the state of Israel does some fucked up shit. That's considered by a large number of people in the political in the political field a crank opinion. What is apparently not a crank opinion, as as you have laid out before us, Rob, is comparing Boris Johnson to a sheep and Keir Starmer <laughs> to a fucking eagle, and not based listen, on his ability. Listen, oh. it doesn't matter that you can interpret it in any ways that you want, so that you can walk away from this podcast thinking that majority of people understand Keir Starmer spends a lot of time. With dead mice in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 just that's how focus grouping works. That's just that. 
but I mean, it's it's good that we get these new people in because uh, you know we're going to have to pay them big salaries, of course, and that's going to be easy because apparently, again, from the Times, they did a lot of reporting, so I have you know no better sources to go on. But the the party coffers are not in a very good shape. Um, I've got again from a different article. Most oh, I can't imagine. I can't fucked. imagine why. <laughs> You know, they've only like burned off like most of the membership and settled a bunch of lawsuits they were going to win. So, I'd imagine they're fucking raking it in. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the budget. This is from the from the Times. Most of the budget had to be earmarked for statutory investigations and legal cases against former staff members, i.e., paying off pricks and fucking. I, I mean, houses. I would say I would say had to is like fucking is Lord bearing in that fucking sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, the article goes on to say that I, I know we talked about this on Saturday, but weirdly enough, the Corbyn small donor base doesn't seem to be responding very well, and big business is not coming in. And apparently, um, the funds are so low they're now considering maybe scrapping some cap, shadow cabinet posts. The specific one mentioned in the report is that the shadow cabinet secretary for mental health could be scrapped because there's not enough money to pay. Of course, it fucking could. Yeah, I just want to you know say I mean? like, it's. It's it's great that you know these fucking ghouls, this entire fucking party from the bottom up. They don't. I mean, apart from some small subsections, don't give a fuck about actually winning yeah, an election. I mean, and oh, I thought you were going to say mental health because I was going <laughs> to well, say like, you know, like people might say it's a disgrace that they decide that the first shadow cabinet office to go is like you know mental health. But who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? It's not like. It's not like the actual like if there's an actual is there an actual minister for mental health? I think there's a shadow I think it was, secretary um, of state or something. I was going to say I was going to say I think yeah. Jeremy Corbyn sort of created that role uh, so when he was not the actually, leader. But if there was such a role in government, it wouldn't fucking do anything. Do you know what I mean? Like we we've got no mental health services. And the government, like every every like mental health awareness day, they just go like, "Oh yeah, please be aware of like mental health." I just, I just want to say, like, oh, there I is there is actually um, a minister for patient safety, suicide prevention, and mental health. It's Nadine Dorries. Oh, so fuck well, me. No, no, fuck no, no, me. there might as well not be. You telling me that has made my mental health worse. So you know she's great at that fucking job. <laughs> I just, I do, I do want but to yeah, say. But yeah, I mean, like... really, they can, they can fucking, they can whoever, whoever's shadow, like shadow fucking secretary of state for mental health, they can fucking grind that person into a dust, like fucking, do you know what I mean? And like snort them. I, I don't give a fuck. It's not like they're gonna have any effect at all on anyone's life, are they? It's not like anyone in the shadow cabinet does anything of fucking like value ever. So. I mean the just, quality you know I mean? bin, the bin quali- them all off to save money. I the quality care. of the the quality of like mental health related ministers in this country are so great. And I can't remember if I've actually said this on the on the pod before, but um it, it's how you end up with, for example, um someone on a crisis line um saying to someone going through a crisis that uh, in order to like assuage their um you know like the crisis that they're in that they should have a bath and and upon, and upon finding out and being told that this uh, person going through a crisis does not have a bath they told the person why don't you lay on the ground and pretend you're having a bath that is the state that fucking mental health is like in it, like mental health care in this country is and yeah. that's not <sighs> to say that therefore get rid of the shadow mental health secretaries that if anything it is just completely egregious and disgusting the the paltry offerings that the current Labour Party have 
or even even that even that meager sort of thing you know a shadow minister is being got rid of because we had to pay off a bunch of fucking dickheads yep. yeah oh it's like i say it's it it's disgraceful but in like terms of in practical like practical terms it's not going to make any fucking difference really is it no, you know what I mean? No. Like they could, they could just, they could just scrap like fucking leader of the opposition, really. Yeah, I'm, I don't think anyone would notice. I mean, you know, for at least for at least a few weeks. It's uh, you know, of course, now the all the usual. I mean, we talked about Mandelson. All the usual weirdos are coming out of the woodwork saying that the thing to do now is cut the link to the unions or the hard left fractions of the unions. Um, oh, we're back here again. It's like yeah, 2014 all over again. There again, um, Margaret Hodge. Uh, people are deluded. Oh, Tell her to fuck off. If they think sick of hearing from Margaret Hodge, quite yeah, frankly, fuck off as well. But I mean, why doesn't, why doesn't she appeal to the BNP about it? Yeah, but none yeah. of this shit. Like, <laughs> none of this this fucking petty ass, you know, tittle tattle over curry lunches. Who said what to whom? Who wore what to hardly pull? None of this matters. And none of this. Who is or isn't banned from Kia Starmer's house? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, do you know what does matter? Reshuffles. Reshuffles. Oh. Well. Fuck, fuck me. off! I mean, also, like, yeah, I'm with so, Rob on this one. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to cover parts of this. I'm not going to go through the whole fucking thing because most. Of I it mean, David, let's be honest. Uh, there's <laughs> about four people got moved around. Like, no, <laughs> there, there was a few West Street, minor West Street fucking has been things. Reshuffled slightly closer to a McDonald's, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll start off like so. Annalise Dodds. Where's Streeton? Where's Streeton? You could tell he was in line for a promotion because he went back and deleted that tweet where he complained about the kids outside the train station bullying him by calling him a uni boy. (laughs) (laughs) From suitcase on wheels. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know how many of those tweets related to how much he just loves to eat potatoes made by his mum? There was a shocking amount of that. Like every single fucking second tweet. Mmm, yum yum, roast dinner. <laughs> yeah, my mum's <laughs> making a roast dinner. Man. Yum yum. Oh, oh where's me dinner, ma'am? You, you you had one job. Yeah. Just fucking. Ah, he went full Jess Phillips on one of them, I. Um, <laughs> so, alright, so right, we'll start there then, right? Wes Streeton got a promotion to. He's now the shadow fucking secretary for child poverty Children's or something. Big dinners. Sha- sorry, shadow yeah. secretary for what there? <laughs> for, for child poverty. I heard you say I heard you say for child pot and then Alistair like like bulldozed <laughs> over the top of you. No, 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 definitely not. It was for child poverty. Um with the, the connotations of for child poverty fully intact there. Um, yeah. yeah. The happy meals will be withheld until the pocket money improves. And we've also had um Annalise Dodds, the former Shadow Chancellor who brought you the barnstorming policy of COVID recovery bonds. Oh, yeah, um, the most powerful policy Yeah, they ever. shut yeah. that one out and immediately flushed it down the toilet, didn't they? Yeah, she's she's gone. Um, she is now... Well, she's not gone. She's now in charge of <laughs> I mean, was she ever policy? really there? She's forgotten but not gone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, she's been replaced, though, by Rachel Reeves... I think this is the most singular, most predictable thing to have happened this year. I think year. we've said this literally on the podcast a number of times. I think that this is going to happen. Every like there was, there was um, I can't remember who it was, but someone held a little kind of competition on Twitter to see which shit poster called this the earliest, and there was someone had called it like within a day or two, I think, of Keir Starmer 
um, appointing her to the Shadow Cabinet as the um, the pointless position of Shadow to Michael Gove. Oh, Imagine right, being yeah. Michael Gove's Shadow. <laughs> what a fate. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But, it's, it's... but yeah, so Rachel Reeves, the, the thing to highlight here is she's now the Shadow Chancellor. She is also the one. She's who... also very sorry for all that shit she said about like um, yeah benefits. She did the Didn't fucking she? weeping. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, in the new statesman, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't when I when I said that Labour would be tougher on uh, people and benefits than the Tories. I didn't mean it. What I really meant to say was that we were going to invest more in communities. I'm like you. You know, you know, we were awake. You know, the fucking cameras were rolling. Like, I hate this. is such a modern yeah. political thing. It's like, you know, the thing when I actually said we should grind, feed the poor into a grinder and you know, eat their slurry. No, she she was totally open about the fact that this meant like tightening up sanctions and making sure that they were applied to more people and stuff. Like, yeah. it was it was blatant. It was honest policy from. You know, someone coming from a genuine uh, position of ideological principle, and that's what her ideological principles are. It is kill the poor. So cool. She's the shadow was chancellor. It, um, she now gets to fucking put out opposing policy fucking, to the it Tories. Owen Jones today yeah. had that article where he like fucking he, he banged on about how she was she was sorry about all that stuff and didn't really mean yeah. it, and we should take her at a word. And then later on said that you know when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them the first time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Apparently yeah. In the same on, fucking he, article. He claimed that he when, meant when the to guy when the guy asks you for his your wallet so he can inspect it, you should hand it over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he tried to come back later and say, no, actually, what I meant to say was that people shouldn't get angry at Rachel Reeves, but at like the leadership destroying the left. It's like. <sighs> Is Keith going to go to war with me? Oh, I'm so terrified. Like you see, the thing is, I'm perfectly capable of being angry at multiple things at once. Oh yeah, I'm more than capable of that. Like fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Jamie's Beeves episode. It's just yeah, uh, but I yeah, I, I can't give a fuck about other. It's just re- they're reshuffle on the failed. Re- I genuinely tried to like construct a full timeline of this fucking weekend and who said what to whomston. I yeah, my, my deep and I think- vicious loathing, my vicious loathing of this tittle-tattle, Versailles Palace-level fucking miserable gossip about these miserable, sad little people with their miserable... who only want to stay in the magic circle so they can go to the fucking green room of fucking Times Radio and hang out with Ayesh Hazariki and giggle on about fucking hips. These, I, I just, you know, I could happily walk all these people into a fucking wood chipper. Well, the only things that are worth really mentioning here is the fact that Dodds is now fucking demoted. Um, but not demoted. Re- no, no, Dodds no, has no, been demoted. No, no, she- she's demoted, but not demoted. Just like no, 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 that's not Dodds. That's Rayner you're thinking of. So Dodds was demoted, and that was that was clear. Rayner was also demoted from being like fucking party chair to now being in charge of policy. But then there was a whole thing about, oh, is she actually in charge of things above the station of Reeves or whatever? Who cares? Um, but the fact is that Dodds is gone, Reeves is now up, and she's a complete shit and will be responsible for setting out fiscal policy on behalf of the Labour Party that is there to challenge the shit the Tories put out. So that's yeah. not fucking good. The other upside, though, is that Wes Streeton got a promotion. Jess Phillips didn't, so my dark <laughs> prophecy of West Streeting for leader is now becoming closer to reality. <laughs> that is true. We are getting good. closer to the Babs timeline. Yes, yes. <laughs> Happy meals and Babs. 
But yeah, I mean, genuinely, yeah. So I mean, that's that. That's largely. Oh, oh, one other thing, um, which is fucking hilarious. So they sacked Nick Brown, right? Who was the chief whip? And like, you think you know, not really doing Seems that blair. well. New leader. Um, probably don't sack the guy who knows where all the bodies are buried. But guess what? In true Labour form, he put out a nice little statement saying that he had a lovely time working as chief whip, but he's happy <laughs> to step aside now. Like, no, you melt cunt. Just fucking show us where all the bodies are. Just take them all out. You have the power to do this. But no, coward. I mean, imagine, be, it imagine, would be unseemly. Imagine being mm. such a petty piece of shit that you I mean because I mean ostensibly all this re-fucking reshuffle was in the wake of uh, losing Hartlepool and the terrible local yeah. elections I mean because everyone everyone knows the fucking name of Nick Brown and are very displeased with his uh, performance in the last like <laughs> 10 years or whatever um, but yeah like just yeah being so petty that you have to get rid of the guy who's been chief whip for well since since Tony Blair um, yeah. just because he didn't Refused to work with Jeremy Corbyn, essentially. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that that's just it's a pure retribution shot, and it's if anything, it's quite a clever one, and that it gives them something to say. Ah, well, that's that legacy kicked, and then all of us are like, I and what, like you know, it's we can see that for what it is. It's it's not actually a genuinely factional thing, but they're making it to be a factional thing to satisfy some other people who are at the moment not very fucking happy. Um, so, like, what have we got to look forward to from Labour now, then? So, we've got a, a policy review, right, which is going to be led by Dodds. Again, someone who is, as we know, very good at policy. So, that'll be good. Um, we've got the that new fucking Deborah Mattinson. She's going to be in charge of um, comparing people to the horses campaign. Or yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, the, the, the horse understander <laughs> will be in charge of um, the upcoming by-election in Batley in Spain which will be fucking incredible um, especially when all the Joe Cox takes get pulled out as Jess Phillips has already started doing oh yes, yes, we'll come to that as and when it becomes relevant I don't want to fucking start preempting shit um, but yeah, so the, the Labour Party is just going to continue on as it is on its downward fucking trend and I could not be any happier about it. I mean, it's been hilarious this weekend, but it's also just exhausting having to deal. Like, oh, just will you just die or do something interesting? Because like now, I'm just uh, I'm fucking. I Rob, mean, I had a whale of a Rob, time this weekend on the timeline. It, I will fucking say that. But oh yeah, I'm so. Oh, if you didn't I'm catch so it, I'm um, sick of these people. I'm sick <laughs> of it. I'm just. I'm sick. And also, like none of this. None of this. Rearranging the goddamn Rob. deck chairs on the no, um, none of this fucking rearranging the the deck chairs on the Titanic is gonna do a literal squat fucking thing about the, the structural issues that are wrong with the fucking country or with the fucking party or the distribution of seats in the first past the post and how they constitute. None of this fucking matters. We're all just fucking watching the world's like the soap opera for the world's ugliest fucking people, and I'm just. Uh, I know this is a politics podcast, but I'm, I fucking spent now like a day and a half putting this shit together. I, I, I hate all of them. I, I, I hate them. Well, we Rob, should just... I will, Rob, I will give you a gift, right? Next week, we will not talk about label. Yes, please. We will yeah, talk we, about we, Scottish we... label. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, we'll just, we'll just pivot to cultural shit full time, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Speaking of pivoting, no, shall we... No, I, um, I want to talk about the death of the Labour Party. Yeah, I mean, it will be entertaining again, but it's just like... Yeah. My my big question about the uh, Batley and Spen by-election is, do you think Labour are going to, like, like actually go so far as to, to shame people into voting for them? Because obviously the, 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 they obviously all believe, right? I think it's a safe bet that they all believe that they deserve the votes there. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, they, I mean, they, they kind of feel that everywhere, but they're going to especially think that because like a, a sitting Labour MP was murdered in that constituency, that like the public have a duty to vote in another Labour MP. Well, oh, remember, and, but do as, you think as Labour councillor Chris Emma's Williams said, the voters have let us down. <laughs> well, yeah, but do you think they're actually going to ahead of time? They're going to go out and tell people, "Oh, you like, you know what I mean?" Joe Cox would have wanted you to like return a Labour. Absolutely, hundred percent. They're going to like they're... fucking. They're going to dig her up and drag her through the streets with a big fucking red rosette and a frowny face painted on. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, what else? There's gonna be, there's gonna be like a fucking nuclear tweet about it. What? A... I'm predicting that now. <laughs> I mean, right. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say we stop talking about this. Yes. I do not want to enact the fucking lathe on this by-election of all fucking by-elections. <laughs> like, we cannot have that happen. I'm sorry, but it's going to be too fucking spicy. As what it do you is. mean, David? I'm really looking forward to Paul Williams becoming an MP. <laughs> <laughs> oh please let him run yeah if we can leave anything it can be him being the candidate that would be perfect right so we uh shall we move on i can't i can't talk about yes let's well pulled by it i've got some bad okay. news about um, uh, the future wait. of this podcast for you <laughs> no nah, fuck it we'll just and it, we'll just have an embargo on the labor party fuck them they're not they're not that important do you know what i mean it's not like they're going to do anything interesting no, i mean we'll talk about them again point before they fucking them right now anymore. before they disappear up their own arseholes so. it has been it has been an exceedingly funny week though it has, it has it has oh yeah, yeah. Has, speaking yeah. of which if you missed it um the vod survived so if you missed the stream that Sinan had on the the, the previous Saturday night, Sa- where Saturday a lot evening, of yeah. this, yeah, a lot of this stuff actually came in live while some of us were on the stream. Um, please do go check that out. It's on his YouTube yeah, channel. I, I, and it'll be there the, on the highlight. Well. The highlight of that is when you like fucking, you know what I mean, <laughs> reluctantly read out the fucking queers for Keith. Uh, sorry, <laughs> queers for Keir uh, tweet. Yeah, so go to twitch.tv forward slash sk the crusader. Yes, yeah, it will be there. Yeah, it's also on his YouTube channel. Yeah, links will be in the description. Keith, find out about Keith's warm seed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we don't have any um, comment or commentary. I did promise you comment or commentary, and I'm going to break that promise now because um, I. I just... Why don't you just go and join the fucking Labour Party? If that's that. I know, right? Attitude. I know. I know. Shocking. Yeah. So we don't have any comment or commentary at this week. I um I didn't bother if I'm honest. Um, and I read too many. Yeah, this is exactly what going, you. A lot of that going around, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mean, obviously, this fucking, is what you expect you from your time, new. Yeah. You spent the time watching Justified, which is you know a better use of that your is time true. I did actually. I finally. Yeah, as an update, justified update. I finished season one. It's such a good season. We're getting places. Oh, that that last shot, like of Raylan at the end of that season. Yeah, oh, oh, love it. It's all good. Yeah, but and yeah. Just so. to preempt preempt people like fucking because someone's bound to complain sooner or later that we're like fucking we're we're doing too much like content about justified. Do you know what I mean? 
well, we might not even actually do any fucking like cultural committee on it because <laughs> you know it's it's like it's good and what will we talk about when we have when we have to yeah well, like, you, do you, an episode you would listen, have good? to listen to us for like 90 minutes going oh my god that scene it's so fucking good oh my god that scene it's so fucking good. yeah which you know yeah it is all true when you should i mean I, I don't want to speak i don't want to speak i don't want to speak for everyone on the pod but personally i'm alarmingly gay for cowboys <laughs> <laughs> no you and me both we'll go line dancing sometimes that's fun Maybe, maybe, maybe do it like as a, a a premium episode or something of that kind for the the true diehard. All right, listeners. yeah, because because um, we have a Patreon, yeah, we, we have a Patreon yeah, now, don't we? Subscribe. We do, that, yeah. we're, that we're incredibly fucking like competent at promoting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the rampant imposter syndrome that all of us have. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, you can subscribe if you aren't already to us on the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash praxiscast. Um, there's different levels. It's the same kind of extra... The only extra content you're getting at the minute is Discord. We are looking at doing bonus episodes. They will be coming in the future. We still don't have a date on that yet. Stay tuned. Um, if you are wanting to withhold your money until you can start getting bonus content, that's fine. If you want to support us in the meantime, that's also fine. Um, there is Discord And also, access. if you want to buy shirts... You can still buy the fucking shirts. Yes, you can still buy the shirts if you would yeah. like to buy support us by Island buying one shirt a month. By, yeah, your, buy your, the normal your, Island shirt as modelled by um, Sinan on the stream the other night. Your your yes. um, your promos, uh, Jamie, are getting more like positive and optimistic. They're still shirts, motherfucker. Buy shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, you know so, what I mean. I've, I also, I've I've got a fucking coffee link as well. If that's how you say that. Okay. Yeah, if you want to play favourites and give Jamie money specifically, <laughs> then yeah. you can do that. Because <laughs> as as established on as established on Twitter recently, I'm poor as fuck. <laughs> so Yeah, truly the most working class of all of us. Yeah, we need to keep Jamie in Jamie and Jamie juice, otherwise he might be able to perform. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to get those those cans of skeleton brew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will be back again, normal schedule uh, next week. All right, so yeah, catch and we will not be talking about the Labour Party. Oh, fuck ah. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. Well, goodbye. Cheerio. See ya. Goodbye. This episode. <laughs> <laughs>